0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode, uh, Michigan State visits New Jersey, and oh my goodness gracious, wouldn't you believe it? They had a very underwhelming time there. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friends, family, Locked On Spartan listeners, you guys are just the best. Thank you so much for joining me, not just on this Monday, but for kicking off your week with us after... Probably not the game that you were looking for on Saturday from our Michigan State Spartans. Uh, We we will get into all that. We're going to uh, talk about the game in a level-headed manner. That's right. We're we're going a different route this time. I'm not going to be all big and emotional and, oh, just grumpy like I was after the Illinois game. I'm going to try to cut against the grain here and offer some, like I said, level-headed discourse uh, and also... My biggest takeaway from this game, too, in segment two, and then to cap off this show, what this means for the Big Ten race, if that's something you're still into. And then also, of course, you know me, I am a bracketology addict. We got to get to that as well. But before we get to that, I just want to, uh, well, first of all, thank you once again for making Locked on Spartans your first listen. And also, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you ever want to hit me up, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. All right, so um, that didn't go all too well on Saturday, um, to say the least. Uh, Michigan State, uh, 63. Rutgers, 84. One of those numbers is way bigger than the other one. And listen, uh, during recap episodes, I I like to chop up the game, you know, maybe uh, dive a little into some nuances here and there, but... Um, listen, the, the game happened at this point two days ago, and it's just cut and dry as this. The tale of two halves. Uh, the, the first half was fine. The first half was okay. You're going into the locker room, down two against a Rutgers team, making some pretty difficult shots in the first half. And then the second half, well, okay. Uh, it's simple as this. They were outplayed. They were outrebounded. They were out uh They just... yeah. Yeah, out everything, out coached, out. Yeah, anything you want to throw behind the word out. Probably accurate for that second half as Michigan State was outscored in the second half 44 to 25. So yeah, a lot of things went wrong there. Don't really feel like rehashing it, chopping it back up. Um yeah, just cuz I I don't know, that a bad game. Really bad game. Let's let's try to put this behind us. Uh but we will still, you know, talk about it, you know, just in a different way. And before going any further, and I know this is the probably laziest thing that you could say after a game in some cases, but I really do think that there's some credence here to be said for what uh, this next sentence will be. But you got to give Rutgers credit there, right? Like, I, Yeah, hey, Michigan State, not great. Giving up all sorts of offensive rebounds. Second, ha- second chance points. Sorry, I got stuck there. Second chance points points yes but you got to give Rutgers some credit just like I said the first half listen Michigan State was down two and wow what a half from Rutgers that was because Michigan State was making them work for a lot of those baskets those were some difficult shots that the Scarlet Knights were hitting however I'm not stupid okay I I know it wasn't always like that you don't just shoot 61 percent by hitting miracle shot after miracle shot like no 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 Like, especially in the second half, the defense started to fade away, and it was just, well, an open gym for Rutgers on some possessions, it felt like. But you got to give Rutgers credit. They came to play. They were hungry. They shot 61%, which is outstanding. So, yeah, I know we want to rip on our Spartans and everything like that, and, hey, I'm a victim of doing that all the time. You guys know me, but I feel like you got to give a good chunk of this pie to Rutgers as well. So, let's go down uh, positivity road. I'm sure you weren't expecting that in the first segment of this here podcast. Uh, So Positivity Road is going to start with, well, okay, probably the only thing that was really positive out of this game. Yeah, it's a a, a short little breakaway here in this segment. Uh, Gabe Brown was outstanding. And we have to highlight him because last week, after the Maryland game, uh, I leaned in close to the microphone and said, it's time to address the Gabe Brown elephant in the room. And that was how cold he was shooting in his last six games from beyond the arc. Okay, he went six for seven in Piscataway on Saturday. That was awesome. So that was fantastic to see Gabe get off the schneid. Let's see if he can keep it rolling forward. Um, Really a shame that no one wanted to be a Robin to his Batman, if you will, on Saturday. But yeah, hey, you know what, Gabe Brown? All right, there we go. Nice. Good game. All right, so... Could take a little bit of positivity away from that because, yeah, the three-point shot was fading away from Gabe. He was shooting just 25% in his six games leading up to that. Uh, Six of seven from three-point land. I don't know the percentage at the top of my head, but I do know it's higher than 25%. So if you've been uh, a listener to the Lockdown Spartans podcast, you know I could be a big old ball of irrational emotion after losses, and you're probably maybe perhaps a little confused or uh, albeit concerned as to why I'm not uh, just, you know, throwing stuff around the room, screaming and writing this team off and saying that they're going to be in the NIT. Well, a big reason is uh, something that we've been saying a lot, a lot uh, over the last few weeks in football season. Oh, I mean, basketball season, I, I, should, I should say, also applies to football season. Um, it's the cliche that you never apologize ever, ever apologize for a conference road victory. Yes, I've said it after the Northwestern game when they won in Evanston. Uh, I said it after the Maryland game, and neither of those teams are anything special, but still, you win on the road at those places. Okay, hey, pack the bags, we're going home. Things are looking okay. Because look, look around. It's not just a cliche for no reason. It's a cliche because it's true. Winning on the road is very very tough. And yes, I know that after the Illinois loss, I came on here like a mopey zoo lion and uh, I just needed someone to hold me because I was I was just distraught. I think it's a little different because the Illinois game, that was a team that was missing Coburn and Curbello, some of their best players, if not their two best players on the team. This was an experienced Rutgers team at full strength. I get it. Michigan State got 20-pieced. It, it was ugly. But yeah, that's what happens when you're on the road quick, starts to the second half, can start on the road for the home team. And well, yeah, Michigan State saw that play out in real time. Let's fly around the conference, though, and just see how other teams are doing on the road in conference play. So Michigan State, of course, they have three losses in conference play. Two of those are on the road. So what I did is that we're going to take a look at the other five top teams in the conference and see how they're doing on the road. Okay, Illinois, first place. One conference loss. Not bad. Very well done, Illinois. Purdue, a juggernaut Purdue. By all metrics, by the eye test, any way you look at Purdue, that is a fine and dandy team. Okay, They have two conference losses on the road so far, losing to Indiana and to Rutgers. Yes, that's right, Purdue. Big bad Purdue this year. They can also lose in Piscataway as well. Wisconsin they're sitting at three losses. They have lost to Ohio State and Illinois on the road. Ohio State has three conference road losses as well, losing to Indiana, Wisconsin, Purdue. and if you want to go all the way down to Indiana, who I believe has five yeah, five losses in conference play, three of those are on the road as well. losing to Wisconsin, Iowa, and Penn State. So yes. It's not fun. It's really not fun. And also, if you want to go all the way down to the former ranked uh, number six team in the country, uh, Michigan, they also have four conference road losses as well. Rutgers, Illinois, MSU, and Purdue. Yeah, I wasn't going to go the whole segment without throwing an elbow into their ribs. So there's that one for you as well. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to win on the road. We don't just say that. And yes, I know I'm not stupid. I know it was an ugly one. It was 20 points. It's a 20-point loss. But still. Rutgers played with Moxie. They played driven. They played hungry. And I think that you could credit a road crowd to help them over the finish line. Am I saying the whole reason MSU lost was because it was a road game? Absolutely not. Listen, in the next second segment, we're going to get to it. Not everything, not the entire day was that everything is awesome. Son from the Lego story, no. But I just want to reiterate that, yeah, bumps in the road are going to happen in conference play and some of them. Well, okay, yeah, I guess that pun was intended there. Some of them happen on the road, so we'll we'll get to a little bit more in a hot segment. We're gonna be positive to start next segment, but then I want to share with you my revelation that I had at the end of this game, and maybe that's also another reason I have a calm tone in my voice. But first, I need to talk to you, beautiful people, about BetOnline.net. Woo! BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game coming up on Sunday, baby. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football either. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro, college, hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Really quick before getting into some more MSU hoops. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in LA all week covering the big game. Go check them out doing fantastic work over there. Um speaking of fantastic work, that's a terrible segue because it was not fantastic work uh, on Saturday. Sorry. All right, that yeah. Wow, okay. Um We're just going to act like that never happened. Hey, speaking of Saturday's game, um, one thing that I just find humorous, one thing I find funny, find ironic, is that the last time MSU threw a dud out there, they didn't really have any interest of of rebounding the ball, giving the other team a lot of second-chance points, just looking almost borderline disinterested in the second half. Uh, That was the Northwestern game at home. Okay. Who, who did Michigan State play next after that? Who was, who was going to be the sacrificial lamb for the Spartans after Izzo has drilled these guys uh, in practice? Uh, basically bringing back the war drill out uh, after that horrible performance. Oh, it was Wisconsin. Okay, great. So what happened Saturday in the second half? MSU just slapped walk. Slapped walk through a second half. No interest of rebounding. Uh, and th- this is uh, just a great game. Rizzo can be, look at the tape, show his guys, probably just berate them to no end, and drill the hell out of them in practice. And, oh, my goodness gracious, look who's coming up. It's Wisconsin. Hello, Badgers. So, yeah, I I, I couldn't uh, look at that and not bring it up because, yeah, Saturday's game, especially the second half, was very reminiscent of what happened against Northwestern. So, uh, yeah, it, it it's a quick turnaround spot. And it's not a fun one, but at least you are at home. Really hoping the thesis of my uh, first segment there of that road games are tough still holds true and that Wisconsin has a tough time at Breslin Center. Right now, to jump ahead, we're going to do a more formal preview of this game later this week, but Michigan State, right now on barttorvik.com, is predicted to win by three points. Yeah, it's a narrow margin, but listen, just because Saturday's stinker is out there, doesn't mean that all the the fancy computers and analytics are throwing the Spartans to the curb. No, like listen, this is still a good team. And here's here's my revelation that I had on Saturday, and it hit me just about oh, Rutgers' forty uh, seventh offensive rebound of the second half when uh, Michigan State was down eighteen. But I just I'm just in the corner of the room watching the game, just shaking my head silently and coming to terms with this. It's that this is just, it, it, this is a fine team. Yep, that's it. This is a fine team. That's my take. I, I don't have anything crazy to say. I'm not going to scream and say that this is the softest team I've ever seen, the worst team I've ever seen, or I'm not going to you know go away against the grain and say like, oh, that was just a complete anomaly on Saturday. This team is still going to go Final Four bound. Like I'm booking my tickets to New Orleans. Like no, like I I know that's like the the you know nature of of the internet It's just you either got to be so hot, you got to be so cold, and I'm a victim of doing that too. But yeah, just after the last stretch of a few games, you know, losing to Northwestern, okay, beating the brakes off of uh, Wisconsin, and then you lose to Illinois when they're missing their best two players, and you squeak by a Maryland, but in between that, you beat the brakes off of Michigan. You add all that up, and I know it's recent history, it's just the last few weeks worth of games, but it's a fine team. And you know what? This is the take on top of that take. That's Okay. That's going to be okay. I know that you probably hate hearing that. I you're, I could actually hear some of you rolling your eyes all the way to the back of your head and back around right now. But yes, because this is Michigan effing state. I understand that. We chase banners. The Big Ten should be in play all the time. And for a second, we really thought it did. We, or we really thought it was in play. But uh, I'm at the point where I have accepted that this is just a fine team. Above average. Sometimes good. Sometimes really good. But for the most part they're fine. They could lay duds anytime. They could really have a great performance when all the cylinders are clicking correctly, but yeah, for the most part like this is just an okay team. And I for one, and we'll get into this more next segment, I don't think that this is necessarily a Big 10 team, a Big 10 title winning team anymore, but again, more in segment 3. Right now. Michigan State 26th offensive efficiency. 57th adjusted defensive efficiency it's fine and that's really where we're at right now so right now as we are in the beginning of february i'm starting to think that okay dust is settling at some point in the season you are who you are and that's just what i think michigan state is they're going to be that team that always turns the ball over willy-nilly but they're also going to be a team that shoots the three-point ball really well they're going to be a team that well has great senior leadership, but sometimes it's a little up and down. And unfortunately, it seems that it's always just one of those seniors in Malik Hall and Gabe Brown having that good game while the other one really kind of doesn't. It seems to be that this season, okay, we're in a good spot with our big men and we have great post-defense in Marcus Bingham. However, he's only playing 47.5% of the minutes right now. i not really sure if that changes We've seen this time and time again Is that Bingham really struggles to stay on the floor. At this point, we know that we have a freshman in Max Christie that can be great, can be outstanding. Look at that first half he had against Michigan. Look at that game he had on the road in Madison against Wisconsin. Oh my goodness, do them dirty. Uh Uh-oh, but don't do us dirty because, uh, well, we saw his game against Northwestern at home. We saw his game at Illinois, and, well, we just saw another rough game from him in Piscataway. So yes, Max Chris is an awesome player. Great kid, good defender, but he's a little too up and down. And when he's up, that team's usually up. But when he's down, uh-oh. Uh uh-oh. uh-oh. Really not good. And also, I think at this point right now, what can you say about the point guard position? Well, I'm just going to this is where I'm going to divert everyone's eyes. It's better than last season. I know that's such a cop out. That's so uh, such a weak way of talking about the point guards right now. But that's, uh, this is a discussion for the future. But right now, at the moment, it's better than last season. And I know that barticleer was uh, a piece of Scotch tape on the floor, essentially, is all you had to hurdle over to beat last year's point guard play. But that's also the thing too. There was a lot of vitriol online, and I know I'm doing a horrible thing right now, and I'm taking the you know the, the hot takes everyone that you know that everyone had in the moment. Ron Lyon, letting that feed into my brain here, but a lot of people are like, oh, this team's not good. And it wasn't most people. It was a vocal minority, but it's like, oh, this this team actually isn't that great. No, they're fine. Listen, because last year was a team that wasn't that good. How can we say that this team's not good when literally the shining example of a quote-unquote not good team was just less than 365 days ago? I mean, look. Last year's team was 93rd in offensive efficiency. Again, right now, Michigan State is 26th. Now, there's a little decline in defense. Last year, they were uh, 43rd in defensive efficiency. Right now, 57th, but kind of right there. Last year, three-point shooting. Okay, Michigan State ranked outside of the top 250 teams in the country. Uh Uh-oh. Right now, yeah, they're, they're in the top 250, all right. They're actually in the top 10. They are the ninth best three-point shooting team right now this season. So, yes, it's not last year. It's this year. Last year was your not-good team. This year's team, it's fine. Probably closer to good. And that's going to be okay because, hey, in March, baby. Have we ever seen Tom Izzo just take good teams far in the tournament? Oh, yeah, that's right. Thought so. We're actually going to talk about that a little more on the other side of this break here. Also, with the Big Ten title chase, we're going to have a dialogue about that as well. We're going to sit down and we'll have a one-sided conversation. I just talking to a microphone. You listen to it. But if you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Again, until we get to that, though. I seem to talk to beautiful people about Built Bar. That's right, guys. It's that time of year again. And, uh, you know, i got to say I've given up on a lot of New Year's resolutions. But do you know what I have not given up on? That's right. Working out and uh, eating healthy. And I would like to thank Built Bar for that right now now because they are powering me through workouts they are powering me through my days and have you ever heard of their puffs flavors i have been wolfing those down they are the first ever protein infused marshmallow guys they're fluffy they're marshmallowy and they're not just a protein bar they are a treat for your taste buds and your body not just covered in 100% real chocolate no not just bursting amazing flavors like Oh, God, Churro. God, Churro Puff is so good. Go get yourself some Churro Puff. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are also hitting you with these great stats for the body. Most built bars contain 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, just four grams of net carbs, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. What on earth are you waiting for? Go get yourself some, not just built bars, but built puffs. So head to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. One more time. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get your Built Bars and Puffs. Yep, it's more uh, it's more shooty hoop talk time. Um, And we're going to talk about this Big Ten title chase. And a lot of you might be aligned with me at this point. And here it is. Here's here's another take. I'm just full of them right now. But moving forward uh, this season, I am no longer watching games in the lens of, okay, win today and we're still in the Big Ten title chase. Like, listen, I I know Michigan State, record-wise, is still right there, right? Illinois, two losses. They sit in first place. Uh, Michigan State is tied with a bunch of teams like Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Purdue with three losses. But, man... I I I don't know how I feel about the title chances anymore. Like we just talked about last segment. This is a fine team. I think Purdue's better than them. We know that Illinois's better than them. We just saw that without, well, Illinois two best players playing. Uh, Wisconsin, okay. Well, jury's not well not really out. I mean, we kind of beat them pretty good at their place, but it can change again on Tuesday, regardless. The point I'm trying to make is that I'm not really too Hung up. I'm not going to lose sleep over this Big Ten title chase. And it's not just me being a you know, negative Nancy. Like There are some big numbers uh, that are coming from BartTorvik.com. As I pulled the website up, uh, Michigan State right now, they, they were humming pretty good. They had a pretty high percent chance of sharing the title. And if you don't know, BartTorvik.com, they simulate 50,000 seasons and they spit out who they think will win the conference based on you know pers- uh, sharing the title or sole uh, ownership of the title. Right now, Michigan State, 5.9% chance to share the title. So, yes, uh, that, that game on Saturday didn't really do too much favors for Michigan State. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you're probably banging your head on a wall here because I'm about to rattle this stat off again. But for the first half of Big Ten play, Yeah, Michigan State did have the easiest conference schedule. And moving forward, they have the hardest conference schedule. So we're starting to see that now. A lot of tough road games. A lot of tough opponents coming to Brosnan Center. So what I am looking at for the rest of this season is not just everyone having a fun time and making great memories that we're going to cherish forever, although those are all fun and well. But my mind and eyes go to the tournament right now because uh, that's right, baby. January, February, Izzo, April, May. So yeah, um, that is just where I go right now because yeah, Michigan State's a good team, but good teams can make hay in March Madness. You know, I'm not saying that this team's Elite Eight bound guarantee. They have a, a, a as likely shot of going to the Elite Eight as they do flaming out in the first game against like a 13 seed. No. What I am going to be watching the rest of the season and every time Michigan State plays a game, I will be thinking, okay, what will this do to our seed line in March? I think a big, big component of this too is can Michigan State become a top four team in their own conference? Can they get that double by in the Big Ten tournament? It's going to be a nice dogfight with Wisconsin, with Ohio State, with Indiana. But also you look to the actual NCAA tournament, and right now, uh, Joe Linardi, who tweeted this out on Sunday morning after uh, uh, Saturday's slate of games, that Michigan State is now on the four-seed line, but they're the first team on the four-seed line. So they're just right on the outside looking into that three-seed line. So I watch Tuesday. I think, okay, well, win this. You're probably going to be back in the three-line. You lose this. Okay, not now we're starting on the back end of the four. We're on the five-line. So... If you want a peek in my brain about how I'm going to be watching this season and what future goal I'm looking at when I watch games, other than just, you know, the final score and being able to celebrate or being Eeyore for the next uh, two hours after said game, like, no, that that is what I'm looking at here now. No Big Ten title chase. Just give me the top four in the Big Ten tournament and then make that into a top four seed line in the SEW tournament. And as you know, Joe Lenardi isn't the only uh, person or guy or service that we look for for bracketology. There's plenty of good ones out there. And one of the best ones are 131 Sports. We've been using these guys on the podcast forever uh, because they're some of the most accurate out there. And that that can actually be backed up. That's not just me saying that. They do awesome on the bracket matrix every single year. 131 Sports, just like Joe Linardi, they have MSU on that four-seed line. And also, if you want to go check out their bracket, actually, 131 Sports, uh, I believe, updates it daily. And right now, uh, the, the five seed in our little region out in Buffalo is Marquette. So, yeah, if you're wondering if I'm a sick person, I've already started to mentally uh, complete my bracket, uh, yeah, you're spot on. Of course I am. So that's where Michigan State stands right now. The thesis of that all, the whole segment is that, yeah, I don't think Michigan State's a Big Ten title team anymore. Bart Torvik doesn't. The computers don't really think so. But, hey, Computers have been wrong, I've been wrong before, so why not? Hey, if you're still hoping that MSU wins the Big Ten title, I'm not going to shame you. Of course I wouldn't. I I envy you, actually. I wish I could be like you. Uh, And then also, Michigan State, humming around that four line, but man, they're right on the cusp of the three seed. But also, oh boy, you start to fumble uh, these next few tough games here. Yeah, that, that five seed staring at you right in the barrel so how about that for an episode huh we start a little cheery after such a horrible game on Saturday and then uh progressively get a little more melancholy but we end on a I like to call it a decent note it's it's not all bad again hey I got this highlighted in big bold letters right here it's not last season so yeah when in doubt just just keep on crawling back to that statement um yeah for for better for worse all right guys well thank you so much for listening to Locked on Spartans you guys are all the best. And I actually, just got a text for tomorrow's guest. That's right, Dave Klein of SpartanHoops.com will be joining us. Wow, look at that timing. S- such a gentleman. Always texting at the right time. Never on schedule, always on time. Dave Klein will be in tomorrow, working on a few more interviews uh, as well for the rest of the week. Well, yeah, until then, i say hey, keep on uh, coming on every single day on the Locked On Spartans podcast. You guys are the best. Love every single one of you. Now, go make your Locked On bets. Sorry, we're out of steam here. Now go make your second listen Locked on Bets. Hey, there we go. Nailed it. Now go make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by Your Boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available where you get your podcasts. All right, gang, go green.